everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of the Master Instructor Roundtable. I'm Regional Master Instructor Marty Miller here with fellow Regional Master Instructor, dear friend, Miss Wendy Batts. Wendy, how are you? I am good, Marty. How are you? Good. As you know, I just got back from overseas in Egypt, working with all of our amazing NASM professionals over there. So a little spoiled. Got to see some amazing culture, amazing people. And guess what? They are loving NASM overseas. I love it. I was extremely jealous. I do follow you on Instagram and Facebook, Marty. And uh, yeah, thanks for rubbing it in a lot. Hey, <laughs> you got some cool trips coming up. So I do. I do. So I'm going to be heading to Dubai in about a month. So I cannot yeah. wait. It's going to be exciting. I'll be jealous. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be sure to post a lot of stuff. So you guys need to follow me so you can actually be a part of Dubai with me. So I'm right. excited about uh, presenting for their, um, for their conference. So it'll be, it'll be very cool. Sure yes. Will. Has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Yeah. However, it is exciting stuff. And, um, you know, Marty and I, because he actually got the opportunity to go to Ursa, I did not, um, because I was home with my little man while my husband went to Ursa. And I know that there were some amazing products. You got to do a lot of um, talking and meeting with some individuals, Marty, as well as people that we talk to pretty often in the industry. And there's some really cool stuff that's, you know, that was launched. I mean, it's not necessarily like brand new. It's not anything that's like earth shattering. However, some of these tools, when you think about what it all can do, um, could really enhance some of your clients' workouts and maybe even your own. And so I know Marty and I were kind of talking about some of our favorites. And that is what we are going to discuss today on the Master Instructor Roundtable, new fitness tools. Yeah. So as we go to the next slide, one thing that, you know, I'd like to kind of say right from the very beginning is, and I, I said this actually last week and I was in Egypt and I think they really appreciated how we kind of separated is NASM is tried, true, and tested. It is a model. It's an evidence-based performance model that takes you from movement assessments through injury prevention with our corrective through stabilization, through strength, through power. It's your toolbox. So when we look at the CES, the CPT, the PES, that is, you know, CPT is your toolbox. The CES, PES is kind of like your extended toolbox. From the, That's my training system. That's how I always look mm -hmm. at my program design. From there, I will grab tools that I like very much to elicit those responses within those phases. But what I have seen in the industry, and this goes back to what we saw at Ursa earlier in the year, Ideal World, a lot of people get enamored with a tool and they try to use it for everything. So we want to talk about being diverse, but understanding how to look at all these tools within the toolbox that is your OPT model. And I think, you know, and we're going to talk about this actually on a, on a slide, but to, to your point, Marty, there are so many different modalities that are out there. And, you know, it can, you know, they do serve a purpose and they are different. And sometimes adding different things causes more challenges for your clients. And so therefore they, you know, they have to work harder because they're using something they've never used before. But to your point, you know, the acute variables the you know, so when we talk about acute variables, just as a, a recap, your reps, your sets, your tempo, all of that shouldn't change you know, because again, hopefully you are following the model itself and that phase serves a specific goal. And if you want to use some of these tools within those phases, that's when you are going to see the best results. And so, you know, we've heard about burnout and I feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over again. Well, you know, hopefully when we start talking about some of these new products and you start thinking about what's out there, you can change up what you're doing, the exercises that you're choosing 
and you know be more creative but it needs to make sense and that's the big thing <laughs> i i can't say enough it has to make sense so that's that's the big thing and you know so we're going to talk about some of the ones that are out there on the market again marty and i we don't get anything for this we're not you know it's not a plug for one particular product it was just some of the stuff that we liked and that you know i'm starting to implement or think about implementing or you know any of any of that um when we go through some of this so just keep that in mind this is not a plug for these products we're just talking about the ones that we like <laughs> yep so when we look at the considerations this is just a couple just because you can doesn't mean you should like just because there's a tool out there doesn't mean it's the perfect tool for every single person but again we encourage you to look at modifications and progressions and regressions because it is nice to have a diversity in your training and then this is similar to my second rule, Wendy, that you've heard me say a thousand times. You know, it has to make sense to your clients and their needs. So I give them what they want while I give them what they need. But don't just do it. And I've seen that a lot with fitness tools, too. It's like they you know, come back from a workshop or they go to a, like a conference and then everyone gets that modality. And it's like, well, it may not fit for everybody. But you mean there's not a workout of the day that you're doing with every single client, Marty? Come on now. <laughs> oops, I'm not supposed to do that. Uh, no. And then again, you know, my third rule, have fun, right? So fun, spice things up. And again, I, I said this when I was over it, you know, across the season and other workshops, it's okay to make things look Instagrammable if it makes sense to your programming. There's nothing wrong with that because you are marketing yourself. You are keeping people interested. You are having fun with the workouts. But if Wendy and I showed up, we could say, oh, I know exactly what phase of training they're doing because we could see through that. So that's all we're asking for is be creative, but just make sure that it follows the right progressions. Yeah. And, you know, it, that needs to be safe, guys. I mean, that's why we always say too. you know, can someone do an exercise without compensation? And, you know, can they keep the right speed? Can they keep the right tempo? Can they maintain the proper five kinetic chain checkpoints? And if you can answer yes to all the above, then you know that you're on the right track. And by the time, let's say they're in phase one, then you're going to be able to say, okay, you know, I want you to do 12 reps. If they could do 13, it's too light. Maybe you change it up. If they could only do 10 without their form breaking, it was too heavy and you need to change it up. And so again, thinking about when we go through some of this stuff, um, progressions and regressions and was, you know, does that make sense? And so I, I think, you know, as we go through some of this, just keep that in the back of your mind. I mean, one of them is really not like a product that you're going to use. It's just something to think about when you're thinking about your business. But, you know, I think I think everyone's got a place and I think the products on the market are all great. Um, but to your point, Marty, it doesn't serve everyone. And you want to definitely be careful. <laughs> yes. And for those of you just joining us today, I'm Marty Miller here with Wendy Bats on our Master Instructor Roundtable. And we are talking about new fitness tools that you can utilize through all the different phases of training. Yes. So why don't we just jump right on in? Absolutely. So this I thought was really cool. And, you know, I, this is someone that has come up with a lot of different types of modalities and has implemented a lot of different things that maybe you're familiar with in the industry. But one of the latest things that he has done was um, the, um, the escape barrow. And if you guys think about like a sled push, it's basically a sled push with a farmer carry combo. And one thing that I loved about this is that you could do it indoors or outdoors, like the way that it's made, it actually has the platform that you could use it on either one of them. 
and it challenges your body in a lot of different ways. So, you know, Marty is, is really big and, 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 you know, I know one of the things we're going to talk about is grip strength in the future, because it does serve such a huge, huge, important component of everyday activity, but you're also utilizing your core, your hips, your legs, um, your arms. I mean, you name it, it's a truly a full body workout. And there's a lot of different variations that you can do. Of course, you can load it with external weights or you can just use the sled itself. It depends if you're trying to do speed work or more strength work. And again, one of the things Marty and I focus on very often and we we're big advocators for triple flexion and triple extension because that is an everyday movement pattern of, of what you're doing when you're walking, running or doing anything where you actually have to get on your tiptoes or push off of something. And so I thought this one was pretty, pretty cool. Um, you know, if you haven't seen it, there's a bunch of different videos about it. I think, um, you know, it, it is a tool. Uh, is it something you're probably going to have in your house? No. But if you own your own business and you have room and you want to do something a little bit different and you are a fan of these, um, then maybe it's something to, to consider, you know, to see if it, it fits within your programming. Yeah. And it can be used also for metabolic conditioning too. So there's a lot of just different ways how you want to utilize it. And again, we're going to show you a certain tool, but the, some of these tools can fit within categories. So we weren't going to grab every single one. So as Wendy had mentioned earlier, this is just her and I figuring out what we want to talk about. No plug whatsoever. So you will recognize some of these products and there could be another version of it as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, and like I said, most of us have seen sled pushes. This is this combo I thought was pretty interesting. And the fact that you could use it indoors or outdoors and just, you know, I actually learned about it from when I went to Germany, this was something that one of the trainers, you know, just showed me, we used it. I'm like, man, this thing's great. And he's like, yeah, it just came out on the market. I love it. And I'm like, teach me your ways because again, I'm always learning too. And I think that's the big thing and why we do this. We should always be learning. And, you know, and the more that I can learn about certain products, I can decide, does this work for me? Does it work for my clients? Is it something I want to invest in? And, and then I have to determine that based on longevity. So there you have it. Now, this is one that I've used in the past, similar products, but, uh, you know, I, I like the blaze pod. So Wendy, I'll jump in first. I'd love to hear sure. your take on it as well. But, you know, I like to get people to react. And as you've heard me say, Wendy and everybody else, everybody's an athlete. So Yes, when you look at some of the advertisements for these type of products, you see people moving very quickly. But again, that's on a spectrum, just like the model is. Stability, strength, power. That It's going to look different for everybody, but the scientific principles do not change. In life, we need to see stimulus and respond to it. So these are great ways to break up the training, not just do resistance training. We do movement. We do reactive training. There's a little bit of cognitive training in here as well. So there's a lot of different ways to use these types of devices. Uh, you know, they're, they're not going to go away. I think they're just going to continue to grow in, in use. So there's a lot of different things you can do. This one here, you can see you can do, you have a 40 meter device to the pod range. So there's countless different things that you can do with that type of range. I've even, Wendy, for some of my senior athletes, cut mm -hmm. it up like on a counter and they're not even moving more than just shifting their body left and right because that's what they can control. So it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It can be very simplistic. But getting someone also to do these type of things under fatigue, I think, is phenomenal when you can do a little cardio and your attention span, your reaction time is down a little bit. But that's real life as well. This is phenomenal for youth is and mm -hmm. they love to play. Right. So it's not always just about sets and reps. It's about interacting and playing. 
And it's a great way to get somebody to move three-dimensionally where they may not want to move. When those lights start to go, they're going to move a little quicker than they normally would. So it helps people move and progress maybe a little more than like traditional training techniques. Yeah. And, and again, it depends, you know, it depends on the device. We're just showing this one particularly, but, or, you know, but there are some that are out there that you can set like different colors and they're on, you know, you, you set them out in different patterns and you have to remember the patterns and like when they change colors and it's like running and stopping and starting. And to your point, Marty, you know, changing directions quickly. And it's actually really fun. You know, the first time I did it, I felt like I was doing Simon Says. You guys remember? I don't know. Maybe you're, I'm you're dating, you're dating yourself. You're dating. But yourself. but my son, I just bought one for him because it's good for his brain. You have to think about what colors and what's the pattern. And, you know, and so, you know, this is actually doing it with your feet and your hands and moving at different, you know, speeds. But if you are out there in and in working in a park or you're doing boot camps and you're doing things like you said, Marty, this can be really fun, interactive. A lot of people are moving. You have the space to do it. But I also use this um, when I was training some of seniors as well, because, you know, it's really good stimulation for the brain. And we know that as time, unfortunately, we start kind of, you know, losing it upstairs a little bit. So, yes. you know, not me. <laughs> Uh, well, again, maybe I'm saying my age <laughs> and Marty Miller and myself, Wendy Batts are on today's master instructor roundtable talking about some of the new fitness tools that we have been introduced to that we actually really like. Um, and so hopefully you guys are going to enjoy this so far. We've talked about just because you can doesn't mean you should always make sure that these things make sense. Um, always use it within the model that should be kind of your template and do some plug and play. And we've already discussed the escape barrel, which is like a sled push with a farmer carry kind of combo. We just talked about the blaze pod and Marty, what's next? Drum roll. So now we've got like, instead of an ice cream truck, we've got the fitness truck. I kind of like the ice cream truck. Maybe there should be on the backside of it after hey, the workout. You Maybe. get your treat. You did your reward. And nowadays, I'm sure you've seen the healthier, I'm not going to say healthy ice creams. I'm just saying, just whoever owns these, just food for thought, I guess pun intended. But these mobile businesses, they're very popular now. When I was at Idea and Ursa this year, there's not just one company that's making them. You have choices. There's multiple. So now you don't have to own your own brick and mortar uh, facility. You can have a mobile facility. I've talked to the people that have uh, created these and they have some really good business plans that they can share with you on how people are doing it. But now you can, you know, take it to your clients and they can come to you. You can offer multiple types of programming, weight group, boot camps, et cetera. And once again, it's fun. So mm -hmm. if you truly want to own your own facility, you can think again, I guess, pun intended outside the box and maybe look at this as a, sorry, I just can't help myself. <laughs> a more feasible, those are like dad jokes, right? A more feasible option. So bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it was right there. Right? You had to, right? Anyways, back, give me back on track here. So it's something different. And, you know, I think COVID helped create a need. And I think that some of these things are going to continue onward. So I think it's a great entry point and maybe down the line people own multiple and, you know, they cover a very uh, larger geographical area. So I find them very interesting. And like I said, there's mm -hmm. more than one choice out there. Well, and, and I think one of the, the key points too, when you're thinking about these, you know, mobile fitness centers or pods, if you will, I mean, they actually have pods 
where they don't move and you kind of rent space and it could be in a parking lot, it could be at a park, it could be something where that stays and you lock it up. And then when you have your sessions, you open it up and it like to your point, Marty, it's outdoors, you know, there's more space. Um, if you do need to move it for, you know, just for whatever reason that may be, um, you know, it's easy to move these along. Um, I've seen people actually build out like vans and trucks where it's actually mobile and they drive to different people's places and do some of, you know, some of their actual, um, you know, workouts and, and it's fun. I mean, it's just different. And if you're not sure, because I know even on our Facebook page, we hear people say, I don't know, I want to do it in my garage. But then again, you know, I need to park my cars there. Or my wife or husband isn't really a big fan of that because, you know, or if you live in really hot climates or in Atlanta where it is sticky and humid, um, you know, you may want to have more open space and air versus being inside like a garage type thing. So, so again, you know, we have some really good friends um, out there that have have been doing this. I know, again, there were some some people that I met from South Africa that were putting together pods to to bring fitness into um, some different areas where fitness isn't really a thing. People can't really afford it. So they're doing it kind of as their philanthropy, which I found mm. fascinating. And, you know, and all I can say is good for them because, you know what, everyone needs fitness as some, you know, and fitness is different from, every, you know, for everyone. So I can't say my definition is the same as Marty's, even though the outcome is to have a healthy life, you know, and be able to live as long as possible <laughs> and be able to move as long as possible. So, you know, it's just something to consider. Again, this isn't necessarily a tool, but it is a consideration of new things that are out there that are really starting to become more and more popular. Yeah. And we're, you could call this new fitness trends as well. Right. But even those trends are still going to fit within the model. So. Mm -hmm. Yes. This one I like, I don't know if you've used one yet, Wendy, I did play with them a little bit at the trade shows. I don't haven't worked out fully with them, but it's just another unique version of a kettlebell. It, you know, it's just a little bit longer handle, you know, the weights to obviously further from where you could potentially hold it. It's kind of cool looking, of course, because I'm a guy, maybe the Thor hammer, you know, <laughs> you know the superhero. I I'm learning more and more about you on this podcast, Marty. So, um, yeah, keep it going. <laughs> right, right, right. But as I'm, you know, doing my superhero stuff, uh, it, obviously there's there's a reason. It's not just because it's cool looking, as we talked at the very beginning. But there is an increased muscular uh, activation, right? If I'm holding something from the handle and there's a big weighted head to that, obviously it's going to take the same amount of weight is going to require more muscle activation. So even though it's cool and fun looking, you're getting a, a different response from the muscular system. If you did the same type of thing with a dumbbell in the same movement pattern. So increased focus. So kind of shift back to paying attention to what you're doing. Definitely after Optima, you'll see why I'm such a big fan of grip strength. And then these can be used for muscular coordination, metabolic conditioning, all the above. So again, if you have kettlebells, you will be able to do some of the very similar exercises, but this is just a little bit longer of a handle. So it just creates more distribution of the weight over a longer period. So it is more challenging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and what I'm finding more and more about it, you know, and one of the things we didn't even put on here too, I know that, that now there's new companies that have like cinder blocks and, and mm -hmm. different types of equipment like that, where you can hold different handles and move things around and, you know, you can step on things. So, you know, when we're looking at something like this, I think I find it, you know, 
I, I find it very interesting because to your point, you know, sometimes with the kettlebell, it is just specifically easier to do with one hand. And some of the stuff now with the longer handle kind of changes the game and, and what you can and can't do. And you can still work in all three planes of motion. You can swing things in different direction. You can have the heavy part down, heavy part up. You can actually have it sideways when you're doing different rotational to, to add um, movement or more weight on one side where you're moving it back and forth. And so I like to your, your point, it kind of increases the activation in different areas that a kettlebell may not be able to do as easy. Um, but at the end of the day, it's another tool that you would definitely want to get yourself familiar with first, use it, play with it, you know, and, and Marty, I'm guessing too, because I haven't, you know, played with these enough that they come in different sizes and weights. Yep. Nope, money. You got to start right with a 50 pound Thor hammer. Hey, you know what? Bring it on. You can do it. You can do it. But the other thing too, where it's nice to have a lot of tools is because people like we know, and, and we, Wendy, we could go through another um, podcast with this is, you know, I've had clients where they're like, we did that exercise last time. And I want to say, well, yeah, you're still not good at it yet. Right. So I have to give them a, I'm just being honest. Like I wouldn't say that to them, but you and I aren't going to change the exercise just because they come a different day. So what we do is we have the same patterning with maybe a different uh, version of it, right? So to them, it's a different exercise. So one day someone might use a kettlebell. One day someone might use the Thor hammer. We're, we know what we're trying to accomplish, but the more tools that we have to our, you know, in our repertoire, the person doesn't get into that. Well, we did that exercise last time. Or they may really focus on something. Like if you have someone like me, I'm like, no, no, I'm not ready to change it because I need to get better at this. So it's a great way to really dive in deep with it and have that extra tool in a sense. So that way you get the best out of your client's training experience, depending on how they view things. Yeah. And, and one other thing to comment on that, Marty, often, you know, we'll go into, let's say we're doing a frontal plane lunge for the first time and, you know, th they're feet kept turning out when they were lunging to one side or going to the other, or they were, you know, we were really focusing on form. And then let's say, you know, another week later, we go back into that. And now I put a different modality, let's say in their hand, it's still the exact same lower body exercises, but I'm adding some extra weight, especially something like that, where, you know, it's not an equal weight distribution in both hands. So it does add a, more complexity to that actual mm -hmm. exercise where you're getting more activation. They have to rethink about exactly what they're doing, but you've taught them the patterning and the lower body um, movement pattern. And so again, another way to advance the exercise by just putting something in their hand now that maybe you hadn't done before. And, um, you know, if you're just joining Marty Miller and myself, Wendy Batts today on the master instructor Roundtable, we're talking about new fitness tools and, you know, what we've seen lately in, um, on the market and what we've had access, you know, or the ability to talk to um, some of these creators as well as, as people in the industry of what, what they're using. You know, we've talked about, you know, you determining what's best for you and your clients. But we've already, you know, gone over the escape barrel. We've got or barrel. We've gone over the um, what are the mobile yes, truck? We, yep, the truck. Yeah, yep, we did the the blaze pods. Now we're talking about the Thor kettlebells, and one of the last but not least ones that we're actually going to talk about is dun, 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 the flywheel. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm a big fan of this uh, because if you know how to use it properly, again, I don't want things just because they're Instagrammable. Is eccentric training is great and a variable resistance is great. So what happens when you pull on that flywheel, the faster you pull, the more it's gonna pull you back eccentrically. So there's a coordination element to it. 
we can safely implement eccentric training, but because it's trying to pull me, because I'm attached to it either from a belt or a handle, there's a huge part of coordination there. You know, where yeah. if I'm just laying on a bench press, I can almost just let the weight drop. Where here, you if I'm standing up and doing rows, you can really get that, you know, from the feet all the way up, a lot of muscle contraction. And people need to learn how to eccentrically load. And they also need to be able to pick up and have uh, power as they pull harder or, you know, come out of the squat faster. And the more you do it, the more you get the eccentric. So you get that coordination where you start to sense what your body can control. So it's kind of fun that way where you can really have that variable resistance. If I move slow, it's going to pull me down slow in this version. If I move faster, it's going to pull me faster. So there's a lot of coordination to it, but yeah. it, it's, it's a great new stimulus that a lot of people aren't used to. It's good for yes. strength. It's good for power. And there is a skill to it for sure. It is. I, the first time I did one of these, I was like, oh, how hard is it? You know, and they didn't like put a lot of weight on it. So I'm like, oh, you know, of course, me being a trainer, I'm like, I got this. And and it was super challenging. The first time I did it was super challenging. And to your point, it is way different, Marty, than anything that you're going to get from like a cable because a cable is different and to where you're standing, even if you're like, let's say utilizing the kinesis and you're holding on to something that's right beside you, you know, you're going to, it will pull you down, but it's just different because of the way that the flywheel is attached to that particular weight. And to your point, as you move faster, it's going to have more kind of like drag and pull, if you will. And um, I am a very big fan of the flywheels for sure. So are you kind of hinting that there's different types of resistance? Mm, yes. <laughs> well, then you're going to have to tune into my Optima session so. on resistance profiles. <laughs> Great plug, seamless plug for me at Optima, but we will do a recap after Optima on the Master Instructor Roundtable. But that's why we brought this one up because resistance is not always the same. There are new tools out there, but you have to understand the resistance you're applying. You can't just grab stuff and go with it if you don't understand the stimulus, how to teach it how to control it and where to program it for sure. Yeah. And, you know, there are so many different places out there that have a lot of these different fitness tools too. So, if, you know, if you get a chance to go and try some of these out on your own, or even join some of these conferences that, you know, th these people have booths where they bring the equipment, they allow you to play with it and try it again. It's great for networking. I know, um, I know that Ursa was, a, you know, was a huge hit as well as idea world. Um, and, you know, and again, if you went to Ideal World, you guys would have seen Dr. Rick Ritchie, won our um, 2022 Personal Trainer of the Year. So congratulations to him. But, you know, it really is an unbelievable networking, um, you know, a, a place to really meet some great people, but then also see kind of what's out there on the market and uh, and see what's good for you and your business. Without a doubt. So that's part of growing as a professional is networking and you and I've talked about this before, investing your time and your resources to grow. You know, I know you and I have talked about this. People get sometimes frustrated that they need continuing education or they have to do this. But if you plan it out and you do it well, that's how you grow as a professional. So, you know, I think a conference once a year, once every other year, you have to get outside of your little network and, and the, you know, see what else is out there because, you know, just because you're living in your fitness bubble and you have the internet, that's not the same as going and meeting people, talking to people and trying things. So I highly encourage, you know, people to, to plan for these type of experiences. And usually people come back very excited. Yes. 
And uh, the, basically the key takeaways on our Master Instructor Roundtable with Wendy Batts and Marty Miller on the fitness tools is it's always good to review what is on the market. Look what's out there and see, you know, are these new tools or modalities, whichever way you want to call it, you know, does it make sense for you and your business? Is it something like Marty just said that you want to invest in? Most of these things that we discussed today, as well as most of the tools that are out there on the market, do have education that surrounds it. So it really does teach you, you know, the proper ways to utilize um, the equipment and do's and don'ts. So make sure that you go through that. Um, and just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I say that that's kind of like my motto. And then if you should, I want to know the rationale to why. And, you know, and I think that's what makes you a good trainer. Always know the whys, always have the, the rationale of why you're implementing it. Because if a client asks you without hesitation, you should be able to respond to that answer. But most importantly, you need to be the first one to try it. Just like Marty and I have said about the OPT model, it's extremely important that you go through each and every phase. You really go through the acute variables and understand how difficult it is when done correctly. Um, same thing when you're implementing new tools into the to your program. Make sure you understand things that if you don't hold it right, you know, this could happen. Or, you know, if I do it this way, wow, that that really did increase this, you know, the um, the amount of load I'm, I'm using when I hold it at a 90 degree angle versus close to my body or, you know, shift it side to side or whatever it may be. So just make sure, too, that you um, that you play around with all this stuff before you just say, hey, let's try this. I just bought it. I think it's cool. Why don't you try it? Let me know what you think. Right. And you know, we, the other way we said is you're your first client. Mm -hmm. And you, Wendy, when we hold our workshops in the past, we also say, tell, show, do. You tell someone what you're going to do, you show them. Doesn't mean it's the same way, but you should show them and then you have them do it. So I think this is great advice. And Wendy, how can these amazing people get a hold of you? Yes. If you guys have any questions, comments, or any ideas that you would love for Marty and I to talk about, please, please, please feel free to email me at wendy.bats at nasm.org, or you can find me on Instagram at wendy.bats13. Awesome. And of course, our amazing producer, Eric's going to put mine up here right on cue as always. My Instagram is dr.martymiller72, and then my email is marty.miller at nasm.org. So Wendy, I think that was, hopefully people found some new ideas and maybe some things that maybe they're, you know, kind of always doing the same thing that maybe they should go look at some of these tools, but always bring them back to the model. Always. Good always. advice. There we go. So on that, thank you all so much for attending this week's Master Instructor Roundtable. We look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Mm -hmm.